0: So what's the deal with Twitter spaces? Will it truly be a competitor to Clubhouse for social audio? What, what's this whole social audio thing about anyway? It's episode 406 of the Dan York Report, and this afternoon when I fired up Twitter on my iPhone, there was a purple circle in the fleets bar up the top of the iOS app, and I saw Jeremiah Oyang in there and some other figures, and so I said, oh, this must be a Twitter space. Jeremiah's been writing a lot about social audio a lot. So I tried it out. And here in this episode, I want to share some initial thoughts. Now, there's a big caveat here. I don't have access to Twitter spaces yet as a host. I cannot create my own Twitter space. They say it's rolling out slowly, but, but I can join. In fact, anybody who has the iPhone Twitter app, when you have that little bar up the top that has fleets, which is Twitter's versions of stories, up there you will now also see a purple circle or it's kind of a little bit elongated circle, that will be a Twitter space. Now I I did a whole other episode, episode 401, all about fleets and what's up there, but this is how you can gain access to it. So any of you who have the iPhone app, when you open up the Twitter app and you look up at the bar up there, if you're following somebody who has access right now, you'll be able to go in and join into a Twitter space. Now to do it, all you do is you tap that little purple circle up there. And you, you get a little description. It says Jeremiah Yang space, something like that. And you hit a join button and that's it. A panel appears. It kind of appears on your, over your Twitter app. And it shows you the name, you know, Jeremiah Yang space. It shows you a view of the participants. You see their labels, you see their, their avatars. You see whether they're a speaker or a listener, you have a bunch of sharing options. You can tap on people's, you know, Images to get there, a little more information about them. You can follow them, do that kind of stuff. You can do all that, and then you you start listening. You listen to it. You can play it on your speakers. You can play it on whatever. You listen to it, and um, and then you just continue until either you're done and you tap leave, or uh, when the host closes the space. And that's really ultimately what it is. You go, you join, you listen, and you're done. Now, when you join, you can either join as a listener or a speaker. Now in, I was in three different spaces today and when I did it I joined in different there were different ways and it has to do with the way the host has configured it. In one case I was able to join and I had an option of either joining as a listener or as a speaker. And another case I only had uh, the option to just join and it had a little message right there your mic will be off to start. So when you join as just a listener, a basic one, you can hear, you can, uh, you know, get information about the people who are there by click tapping on their images and learning more about it. You have some sharing options to share this space out. If you wanted to let other people in your Twitter feed know that this was really interesting that you wanted to join them or that you want them to be able to listen in. You can also send somebody a DM if you want to and just say, Hey, come on in and join this. You could also copy the link to a Twitter space so you could for instance send it to somebody in a text message or share it on Slack or do something like that so you can be able to do those kind of things but otherwise it's it's listen and then you also have a button to request access the host can see that they can tap your name and approve you and then you can be able to join as a speaker so there's really those i guess it's three modes you can be a host who created it you have a speaker and you have a listener you can do something like that now, when you are a speaker, you have a number of other capabilities. Uh, first off, you do have a local mute button, so you don't—you're not always on. But when you first go into speaker mode, you're open, so you can just your mic's hot. You can start speaking, which could be a challenge, I think, at times. But you do have a local mute button there; you can just press, so you're muting. You're still speaker, but you're just on mute. You also have the option to change back to a listener if you want, and and the, the couple that I was in were quite interesting, different conversations. One was just kind of hanging out talking. Another one was, well, actually a couple of them were hanging out talking. It, it was uh, just useful. It was good. It was all those things. This is a lot like the experience that you may have uh, if you've tried Clubhouse or if you've used these other things. Very similar kind of experience. Uh, Clubhouse is a little different in that you're invited onto the stage that you can go and do that. Um, but that's that's kind of where the similarity ends with Clubhouse because Twitter then has a, a whole range of interaction with Twitter, with your with your tweets, with your followers, with all the people that you are part of that. Uh, the interesting aspect is, of course, you're already interacting with many of the people who are joining your space on Twitter. Nicholas Morrow said, You can hear the voice behind people's tweets. That's why he liked it. He said, every time I now see people's tweets, I will hear them in the voice that I hear there. It's really a, you know, a way to connect with the people that you're already following. And I think that's another interesting aspect, right? Is you already, if you've been using Twitter for a while, I think I started in 2006 or something. So it's been a long time. You have a following, you have people that you interact with, you have a community, a a social graph. And so you're able to just interact with that and use those connections, the people, the places, the things like that, and work with it. So that's an interesting difference right there to begin with. But let's talk a little bit about what goes on. So first of all, speakers have some interesting features where they can actually share tweets. So into the space, what happens is that panel that is on top of your Twitter app for your space, you can... a. a a speaker, anyone who's a speaker, can go out to one of their tweets. They can hit the share button, and then they can share it into a, into the space that they're in right now. And you know, I was able to do this into Jeremiah Oyang's space. Anybody who's a speaker has this ability. And so you could be able to have a a basically a little carousel of tweets, which would be one way to help as you're in a conversation. If you're talking about something, you could use these tweets as a way to go and help illustrate the conversation. The other people using the app can see those. They can click on it. They can go and do it. Jeremiah, for instance, posted one of his tweets that was about a poll. And so all of us who were in that space could then click on his tweet and go over to his main tweet inside the Twitter app and be able to, uh, interact with the poll. You could see other ways that you could bring people along in a conversation on what you were doing that. Now, one interesting part is what I've mentioned. You can continue to use Twitter while you are in the space. What happens is you just kind of click the top of the panel and it demotes down to a bar at the bottom of the Twitter app and you, uh, it's down there. And then you can bring it back by just tapping the bar on the bottom and it comes back up. So it's you can still be in the space while you're going out interacting with, with Twitter. So you could have it down there. You could be listening to it. You could be browsing through tweets. You could be creating tweets. You could be browsing fleets. You could be, you could be creating fleets. You could do any of those kind of things while you're still listening to the Twitter space. Now, on one level, this isn't different from Clubhouse or something else because Clubhouse could be running as, you know, in the background while you flip over to go into Twitter or Facebook or any kind of app that's out there. But the interesting part is it's all nicely integrated inside the Twitter app in some way. Now, you can also, I mentioned, share it. You can share the space out. Like I shared it. It said, you know, hey, come and join this thing. And if you're in the iPhone app of Twitter, you could be able to go and join in and listen to that. There's also a reactions piece. While you're in the Twitter space, there is at the bottom of the, of the panel there, there's a little heart plus icon and you can click on that and you get a number of different reactions. You get a 100, you get some various different hand postures, waving or putting a hand up or a fist bump or different things like that. There's a, there's a, a, a laughing icon, things like that you can use those those emoji to go and, and express reactions during the time that you're there. Jeremiah mentioned that he'd seen people using it for voting or for polls. You know, everybody who thinks it should be this way use this, this reaction and everybody else use this reaction, that kind of thing. But it does provide some kind of like real-time ability to react during that conversation. I mentioned already you can tap on people to go and see their profile you also can follow them. You can, you can block and report them. You can also send them direct messages while you're in there. Uh, in the As an example, while we were in the call, the Jeremiah's uh, space, there was somebody else who I knew there who made an interesting point, and I just tapped on his uh, image, and I popped up the little thing, and I hit send direct message, and I sent him a message directly where uh, that he could see that was just something else following up with the conversation makes it very easy to continue to go and do that kind of thing that was right inside of there now there's some other features that you have there's a little dot 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 button down there which as your speaker lets you go and you can switch back to the listing mode if you wanted to you can share feedback which ultimately sends a a direct message to the at twitter spaces handle you can view the rules which takes you to a page on Twitter's site all about their code of conduct etc and there's a thing around transcriptions which i heard in one space later twitter's still working on these but the idea would be that you could somehow enable the ability to see a transcription of what was being said inside of here you know again still to be no understood is exactly what that means but something's going on there now the host i am told again because i don't have direct access from a host perspective it's very easy to set up if you notice in the iOS app, down in the lower right corner, there's a feather button which you go and you can just tap on to go and create a new tweet. Well, if you hold that down for regular users right now, you, if you hold down your, your finger on the feather, you will also have the option to add a video or a, or a photo. Uh, well, if you have access to spaces, you will also be able to go and, and set up a space. Apparently, again, you can configure it to be a private space, where I guess you would only invite people in. You could, con, you could set it up to be only the people that you follow, or you could have it to be truly open. Jeremiah's comment around this was that it, it was a little bit problematic because he had a lot of people just randomly joining and coming in. Their mics were hot. There was a lot of interruptions because he had to try to you know, prevent people from muting, and et cetera. But anyway, those are the kind of options you could do. Again, apparently very simple to do. Hold down your finger on the feather, open up a space, and go and do it. Now, there are some negative things here. I mean, one basic factor is it's only on the iPhone, and, and only iPhone. It's not on the iPad. Okay, it's, it's an iOS app, but it's not an iPad OS app yet. You know, part of the thing is that it seems to use fleets as a way, or in that fleet bar, as a way of showing that there's a new space. Well, and if you don't have fleets, which you don't have yet on the iPad, you can't be able to go and do this. A couple of people said in some conversations that that's coming. Let's see. That would be great to, to see what's there. But again, it's, it's so it's only on the iPhone. Now, I can get it from a development perspective. The iPhone is a tightly controlled, gated development space. If you look at the uptick, the number of iPhones that move to the most recent iOS, is huge it's enormous and so the vast majority of iphone users are all on the latest and greatest ios version or at least maybe not the minor releases but the major releases so from a development point of view it's it's very easy you have one major target to go and work with As compared to in Android, there's different flavors, sometimes by different vendors, different kinds of upgrade paths. It's a very fragmented space with many different Android versions and things. And so I get it that many people, many uh, companies try to target iOS first because they can, it's a simpler thing to build. But I think this will limit, this will limit Twitter spaces until they can get it out to you know, the so many more people who have Android phones out there and make that available. It, it also, I th- still think, I think both fleets and Twitter spaces need to be available on the desktop because right now, especially in the pandemic, so many of us are not mobile. We're sitting at home, we're on our spaces and you know, we're in our, in our work areas, we're on our desktops, laptops, whatever they may be. And so, you know, that to me, if I look at, for instance, fleets, and their Twitter stories implementation. Yes, I can use that, but I have to do it on my mobile phone. And I, I don't want to use it on my mobile phone much of my day. You know, I can, I'm right here. And with Facebook, with Instagram, I can see their stories directly in my desktop environment. So I do think that ultimately it needs to go and work with this. And, and it definitely has to come to the iPad because I know I, I'm using my iPad a lot for some of this kind of consumption like this. Another big difference from Clubhouse and an issue is right now, you can't title your, uh, your spaces. It's just, you know, Jeremiah O. Yang space. It doesn't have, it doesn't say what it's about. It doesn't say anything like that. It's just that. Whereas if you look at Clubhouse, there's, um, you know, each room has a title, And so you can say, this is about this or that, and you can see what's coming up. You can look at the kind of pieces and and it's there. So it gives you some context for what are you going to get into. Now there's pluses and minuses to both, right? I know that if I'm going into Jeremiah Ouyang's session, then I know it's going to be with Jeremiah. It's going to be about something. I I don't know what, but I mean, it's there. I, I know I have a sense of who it may be. If I'm going into something with a title on it, I may or may not know anything about it. But it may may be interesting, right? There's there's a difference in context and different place around that. You also, right now, don't appear, you can't schedule a Twitter space. You just, you go in, you launch it, it's there. So you can't, within the app, go and schedule it. Now, the workaround I've already seen is that people have been using tweets and fleets to announce that, you know, at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be talking about blah at the Twitter space, you know, check here. So you would promote that, you know, through other means and then have people come to your Twitter profile at that time and be able to launch. So, again, I think these will all be things, it's growing pains, right? still in beta, it's still working. All of these things will be be there. Um, The other thing, again, that a couple of people who are hosts mentioned is you don't have an easy way to mute people or to demote people. You know, you when somebody comes in, you can't just mute them yet. You can't, you know, turn people back into a listener. You can kick people out, but they can rejoin. They can become speakers again. They can do those kind of things and stuff on that line. But it seems like there's some limited options quite right yet. Although again, this is probably something that will change fairly quickly as people want to go with that. I think, again, some of the differences I see between this and Clubhouse is on the one hand, on the positive side, you bring your social graph with you, that if you've already had that on Twitter, you know, versus rebuilding it in, in Clubhouse. Now, the counterpoint, of course, has been that when I've been in Clubhouse a limited number of times, I've already met some really amazing new people. So it's shaken things up a little bit and it's not the same old people that we've had. The other, I think, big difference, and this is more of a positive for Clubhouse, is the fact that in Clubhouse, Again, you can title the the sessions that you're going to have and you can create clubs. You can create branded entities. You can be able to go and do that. So for brands in particular, organizations, companies, others, I think right now that Clubhouse has some interesting possibilities of being able to to create communities in ways that are not quite there with Twitter spaces yet. Let's see where this has to go. Where is this all going? I don't know. Jeremiah Oyang has been uh, very positive about this on his web strategist.com site. He's, or if you just go to his Twitter account, it's pinned there. He's got a blog post up about the future of social audio, startups, roadmap, business models, and a forecast. And he says, and I like this, he says, uh, I call this the Goldilocks medium for the 2020s. Text is not enough, and video is too much. Social audio is just right which goes to the Goldilocks and Three Bears story. But anyway, he says it represents the opportunity for social connection and empathy without the downsides of video. And, um, you know, he talks about it. It has easy integration, the desire for human connection beyond text, and fatigue from too many video conference calls. I think many of us can understand that. Now, Ben Thompson over on Stratechery wrote another piece around Clubhouse's inevitability. And it's a really, in in the way that Ben Thompson writes out his posts, it's a really thoughtful and deep analysis talking around this. And he says, he talks really, he doesn't talk of Twitter spaces at all. He talks about social audio and around the pieces like that and talks about how we've seen this evolution from text, you know, into blogging, into Twitter, We've talked about video from, you know, going into Instagram and video into TikTok and the different pieces around this. He talks about how audio has really just been podcasts and pieces like that. And he says here, the most obvious difference between Clubhouse and podcasts is how much dramatically easier it is to both create a conversation and to listen to one. The step change is very much in line with the shift from blogging to Twitter from website publishing to Instagram or from YouTube to TikTok. You know, just, he mentions how it centralizes creation and consumption and, and how it really just makes it live. It makes it all there. He goes on to talk a lot about how, you know, this brings an immediacy to conversations that podcasts like this one can't necessarily have. Now, I don't know. I'm still on the fence a bit around this. I think one of the challenges around this is that is that uh, social audio as it's called here is is live and that is an issue. I can't listen, you know, I mean I have to be there. It have to be live to listen to do that. Now, this may change and I think some platforms I've seen already are doing this where they're archiving the conversations and effectively creating a live streamed, I mean a a podcast version of what was live streamed. Also seeing some with transcriptions where they're able to give you a a, typically an AI generated or a neural network generated, uh, you know, transcription of what was said so that you could be able to read it, search it, do other things like that. I, I still, I wonder I think this may not be a case of replacing, but being something else that's also available. because you know, there's large portions of my day when I'm working. I can't go listen to what's happening on uh, Twitter spaces or on clubhouse. I, I just can't. You know, it's not I'm not able to go and do that. So I think there will be some, probably tremendous uses of it, I think, especially for dealing with things that are happening and immediacy and pieces like that. But I do wonder, you know, where this will, what will dis, this displace? Will, as Ben Thompson suggests, this will displace podcasting and provide another way of audio conversation? What will it be? Jeremiah Oyang's article talks about 25 or more different competitors out there to Clubhouse and, and to Twitter spaces that are out there choosing different forms You know, there's a mention that Facebook has an upcoming competitor. There's other sites like one called Locker Room, which is focused very much on sports and pieces like that. It will be very, very interesting to see where this all goes. So I hope this gave you a bit of a tour of what Twitter Spaces is about. Uh, At some point in time, I, I hope to get my own access to it and start running some Twitter Spaces and see how it works. See what's going on. How does it play out. What could we do with this here? How could it work? And then in that case, I'll come back with another episode to talk a bit more about this. I also think I want to dive in a bit more to Ben's article, which I just saw today and Jeremiah's and think a bit more about how this all fits. So stay tuned for that. With that, let me wrap up. You can comment on this and I'd love to hear comments. What do you think about social audio as it's called? What you know, is this something new? Is it something interesting? Is it something different? Or is this not going anywhere in your mind? Love to hear your comments. Probably in this case, because it's about Twitter space, is the best place would be at Dan York on Twitter. You can also the show's posted at soundcloud.com slash Dan York. I'm also on mastodon.social as Dan York, and I'm in many other places, typically as either Dan York or Dan York324. Well, you can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. And if you found this episode helpful and would like somebody to come on your podcast and talk about topics like this or be a speaker or panelist at your conference or or webinar or join a Twitter space or come onto a Clubhouse stage, you can contact me here at either danyork on Twitter or you could send a message to dan at danyork.org and it will get to me as well. We have a choice of futures in our connected world We need to choose wisely, and that's what I hope to be talking to you about in all these episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.